Bring the beat down a little bit, then bring me in. Let's go. Alright, alright. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. My scholarship can never Folks, what's going on? Welcome to a new episode of Foresight. This your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your boy Wills. Episode 36 coming to you guys on March 23rd, 2018. Of course, we're at Co Creative Space, man, back at the crib in Westchester. Hope all is well with you guys. Thank you for the support. As of recently, the Nico Brim interviews hitting some great numbers. The latest episode, episode 35, is out. Um, Future and Funny Julius, salute to him for meeting with me in the city earlier this week. We had a great talk, a great in-depth talk about just a lot of things, man. Growing up in Brooklyn, things of that nature. But, ah, uh, man, let me just give a big shout-out because I did something this morning I actually haven't done in quite some time. And you either could look at me in a very disgusting manner or you could give me some credit. I'll take either one. I had my first dentist appointment in quite some time this morning. <laughs> For real. Like, I'm being dead ass. I, I had my first. Yeah, man, like, I'll say, like, like four or five years, bro. Oh, yeah, that's a long time. Oh, mine's just, I have to go this year, but mine was probably, like, last year in the beginning of the year. Yeah, <laughs> so I went. Yeah, because, like, your boy is still out here living life in the fast lane. No insurance. <laughs> no nothing. But I'm really trying to get down on this insurance. And I'll, and I'll even be honest, if this insurance thing don't... Work out, I'm gonna go get my Medicaid. That's exactly what I had to do, bro. I need that. I had to do that. Bro, like, I really need that. Bro, because I didn't have insurance for about like two years, and it was like one year after um, I broke my nose, and I never broke anything in my body or whatever. That was the first thing I ever broke, and it was my nose. And then I didn't have insurance. So when my nose healed, I like was so skeptical about playing basketball. That's why I, yeah. like, I used to play basketball with my boys and shit. Like oh, every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, bro. Was a hooper, hooper. Yeah, I was a hooper hooper. <laughs> bro, yeah, and then after that, like I was scared to play ball because I was like scared to get my like hurt or whatever and I would have to pay for doctor bills. So it was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you also didn't want to try to rip Hamilton face mask. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I, didn't <laughs> want to. I thought about it because my boy was like, yo, just get the face mask. Get the face mask. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to be mad or uncomfortable. I don't even know how they do that. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. But after that, man, I was just like mad, like skeptical. I stopped playing ball. I barely play anymore. Um, I have insurance now. I mean, I could play, but my love for it, like, not love for it, but like, kind desire. Of, yeah, yeah, I used to. It's kind of like not yeah, but you gotta yeah. play again. You try to get back in shape. You got yes. a couple air balls here and there. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be crazy. But yeah, I have my first dentist point. I'm really about to get on it because um, I'm trying to get them pearly whites this year. I'm trying to get a. I'm gonna do a Invisalign. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to do as well. So I did that this morning. So salute to White Plains Dental on South Broadway. Um, they actually have a pretty, a pretty dope like first time special. Like they give you like the cleaning, X-rays, and like some other joint, all for like one fifty. So, um, so I did that. So yeah, definitely check it out. Man. Check out your teeth. Your teeth is very important. Any <laughs> gums. But uh, yeah, let's go right into it, man. The self-proclaimed hottest rapper in the game, Takashi Six Nine, the King of New York. King of New York. Yeah, that's another thing I gotta talk to you about, bro. Whenever I'm on his Instagram, right, from somebody posting a video, yeah. you like post that everything he posts. <laughs> What's up, bro? I, I, had to, I had that note to self. Like, I'm looking, I'm like, I see underscore Wills, Wills, Wills. I'm like, yo, what's good? I mean, I don't want to say that's my you six guy. nine this, you six nine that now. But I, I do like I like his music. I'm not gonna front. I like his music. It gets I don't know. It just gets me hype. It gets me it gets me going or whatever he has that music. But um, I don't like his his like antics and all that like all that dumb stuff he be saying like oh uh, I don't gotta check it yeah, and stuff like that. Stuff. Like I mean if you peep like certain thing. certain things like that I don't like or whatever. I'll probably just go and I look at it. But um. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really like what he's doing like in the media. I mean I watched the Breakfast Club interview. We probably don't get into it. I'm minutes into it. Yeah, um they've kind of brought it up like how he tro- like he trolls or whatever, but then again, I watched the interview. He basically he I don't wanna say he has some good points, but he said like name a beef or whatever or anything that I started. Like mm-hmm. he didn't start anything. He was like these people come for me or they say Which things is about true. me or whatever. And then um, I think Charlamagne like asked him like, so what beef didn't you um, like antagonize? And then he was just like, I said something that all of them like. I, he was like, it's just I don't like people playing on my name. Like, don't talk about me like that. So I'm gonna say something. But so I get where he's coming from with that. But it's just the way he goes about certain things is just like I don't know. He just he he needs to learn. He needs some respect. I'm only 26 minutes into the interview, but the one thing that I'm getting already is like he just can't acknowledge the fact that, like you just you're contributing. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that he's wrong because he feels like he's the hottest out right now. So he feels like he's targeted Mm -hmm. or whatever. You are targeted. Everybody's gonna be. If you're hot, you're gonna be targeted. Like. Everybody takes and he's getting to, to that everybody. point too because I, I knew it was that case because once I saw game speak up, yeah, I said okay. And then actually, hold on, I have this clip. Wills and I have this clip from YG for YG's Instagram, in which YG clearly fills away. And I'm going to resume after this. Nigga on bunt and pyro. Nigga fuck six nine. Nigga on bloods. What's happening, blood? Fuck six nine. Nigga, yeah. 400 city, bitch. See, we weren't lying. <laughs> Game goes at you hard. Now YG. So, like, Rose was saying, like, I do believe to an extent that he is getting targeted because everybody knows, like, you go at him, it's free publicity at this point. You yeah, know, it is, but... It is. And um, the way he goes about it is just, like, you saying, like, all these people want clout or whatever, you're... If they want it, you're giving it to them by responding. If you like, if you would just ignore it and just keep doing you, I honestly think he would get more respect in the game. Like people would be like, "Oh yeah, he's a little kid," but like he's ignoring all that bullshit. But it's just like anybody and any like you could be a, a person with like a thousand followers and they would just like keep saying the same thing over and over. And he'll respond. Like, yeah, which is it's just stupid. it's stupid or whatever. And I don't know, but. Um, that was the biggest thing. Like, the, the, the clip you just played, mm-hmm. he commented under, y, yeah. under that clip and mm-hmm. said to YG, oh, he's big mad or whatever. It's yeah, like, then he say something about, like, about YG saying, like, uh, he was hot, like, a long time ago. Yeah, he said, he said well, like, he was and booted. He was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like who was YG? Uh, uh, the, the guy that came out with tooted and booted, that was, like, what, 2000 and what? And then, like... That's crazy. That's crazy, because YG put in where he has hits, so... I just don't. And I don't think YG's not hot. I think he's still hot. Yeah, he's still hot. He's still relevant. Like you know what I mean. Like he was just on Two Chains EP. You know what I'm saying that Mama right there, which I like. I just, I just don't like how Takashi is just accepting of the fact that's like, bro, you're just contributing to it. Like you know what I mean. Like you're, you understand? Because I'll give him credit, even though he did admit that he was in special education. Like you, like you are somewhat smart. Like you are somewhat smart. You might have been on the bus, yeah. but you are somewhere smart, so you know... He has common sense. Yeah, exactly. You have common sense to know, like, yo, controversy is a fuel to your career. Like, as of right now, because, like, I'll admit, even though I got on Wills or, like, in all of the <laughs> 6 ix videos, I checked out the mixtape a bit. few of those records was hidden, you know? I like the record of... What is it, Kiki? Kiki. With Fetty Wap and Ape Boogie? Yeah. On a regular, yeah. on a regular. So, like, those records hit, but still, bro, like, your music doesn't hit to that point where it's like, yo, we could just know 6 9 from the music. It's like, dog, you're becoming known because you are a troublemaker. You are involved in trouble. Like, uh, Star from Everyday Struggle calls him Bozo the Clown. Like, he, li- he doesn't like him because he's nobody's fan mm-hmm. but uh, he does like he 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 gets 6 9 but he calls him Bozo the Clown because the shit the stuff he's doing is like it is clown stuff clown and at some point yo 
you gotta understand like it, you gotta say like again like it's like what you said was people are going to target you and they also go sweat us at people going target not only target but they're going to use you yeah for as much as people may not believe it even the game and YG have been sensitive to want to say something about you yeah cause right. honestly I don't even think he like honestly came out and said like fuck LA I think like people was telling him you can't come here this and that and he was like I'm gonna go there anyway da 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 and I guess maybe game well I, the game the game situation I think that's that came from um, Jay Prince the situation yeah. he had in Houston yeah or whatever um, which he talked to about during the interview yeah so um, I feel like cause Jay Prince is connected with everybody he's like an OG right. his son too or whatever so um, I think it, I, th- I think also this one was involving Jay Prince's son yeah it was Jay yeah. Prince's son birthday party yeah, Jay Prince Jr or something like that and um yeah, and I think that's how the game situation started or whatever game, as always. Like, I'm, I like game, but he does this a lot. Like, he hops in people's beat. Yeah, he does, bro. Just because he likes somebody else, so he, he, like, is really close with that person. And it always comes to when he has something coming. Yeah, and then... Which is suspicious. He ends up, like, going back and not... Like, he'll, he'll admit that he was wrong or whatever and stuff like that. Or say, like, oh, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. So that's why I say like sometimes he gotta chill with just hopping in shit because I listened to Six Nine's um, interview and he talked about the Houston thing and I get why he was kind of like mad at Jay Prince Jr. or whatever because he said like the day before they were all in a sneaker store. I'm gonna cut the story short. They were all in a sneaker store or whatever and they were in there for like an hour together. Six Nine bought sneakers or whatever then left. He was like it was kind of funny because. Jay Prince Jr. or whatever was in there with his son and um, and a few other guys and he was like they were strapped and all that in the store but they wasn't buying anything they were just there he said what up to them he was like the vibe was off he was like I didn't feel like it was beef but I didn't also feel no love tension yeah you know? he was like it was a weird vibe and he was like and we was in there for yeah, like at least 30 to 40 minutes they left out and then he was like, Jay Prince and them left, like when they left. So he was like, that's kind of funny. He was like, they didn't even buy anything. So he was like, later on that day, that his people's, Jay Prince and them text one of his people, um, six, nine people was like, yo, come to his birthday party. Yeah. No later than 12, 15. 15. So he's like, it was like, nah, we not gonna make it at 12, yeah, 15. Like, we'll, we'll go one, 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 thirty. one thirty. So they pull up or whatever, and they're telling them like, oh nah, you can't come in, this and that and all of that and then they post a video like three four days later talking about oh you can't be in our city or whatever and not check in this and that so uh, i don't like saying jay prince jr or whatever is looking for clout but now that i know that part is kind of like uh like what was the point you know what i think it is about jay prince jr too i think part of it is i don't think he's necessarily recognized for maybe the right I don't know it's worth saying it, but I don't think he's necessarily recognized for like the right reasons or reasons to really be known for because there's really two reasons he's known there's only two things he's known for he's known for being the son of Jay Prince and then he's known for being somebody who basically helped discover Drake but those two reasons aren't I guess big enough or even long enough anymore just to be like oh word automatic respect like, you know, like, we just got to do whatever you say. It gets to the point where it's also like, yo, like, what else do you do? Like, what should we know about you? Because the thing, too, if you've seen Jay Pierce recently, and I know it's going to sound messed up, he, the more time he keeps spending around Drake and OVO, he basically looks like a hanger-on. Yeah, cause you just see him around, and it's like, okay, like that's just, what that's what I know him for. Yeah, honestly. exactly. And again, no disrespect, but it's like literally that's how it comes across. It's like you just a part of the crew, like you just hang around. It's like, what else do you do? Yeah. Okay, you help discover Drake. Who else did you discover? Are you doing anything now with artists? So it's like those two things. I mean, they have rap a lot of records, I think. But. Yeah, but it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, bro, you only you only really recognize for a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. But I think just just to take it back to six nine and before really uh wrapping up, I just think I think it's a matter of six nine. It's like, bro, just be aware 
be aware and even be more honest. Be more transparent. Like, you know you love the attention you're getting from these troubles. Yeah. But at the same time, like Charlamagne was trying to tell him repeatedly, and I'm only 26 minutes into the interview. <laughs> he was trying to let him know, like, yo, you have to accept what comes with this. Correct. And he's right. Anybody and everybody can't get touched. I mean, you saw what they did to my man Bow Wow, though. <laughs> that was wild. My man trying to come out with green light six and you just gonna run him <laughs> like that? In the back hall? That's foul. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. If Bow Wow can get touched, then yo, anybody can get touched. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Anybody for real. And that's, that's one thing wild. about six nine. He's like he's he's like antagonizing. Like, and he dropped this like, like bro. Nobody, why are you dropping the address, bro? Yeah, he keeps saying like nobody's touching me. Like that's what's getting a lot of people mad. And again, all it takes is one. All it takes is one person to be like, "Word, all right, bet." Especially when you out here dropping addresses and all that, explaining your moves. Like, come on, yo. Like you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. But either way, yo. Like, I, like the main point is this: Kiki, Kiki goes off. That might be part of my next playlist. Speaking of playlist, I dropped a new one earlier. It's called One Fifteen. It's like a part of a official time series that I'm doing now, inspired by trains and buses I've caught at certain times. Okay. So eleven thirteen was one. One fifteen. Let's do. I'm back on my I like, playlist. I like that. I like that. I like how you come up with the names. Yeah, I'm, I'm back on my playlist wave, man. Other folks was really liking my last one, so I'm back on it, man. The next topic. I, one. I just I just edit this, the one I have. I yeah, guess. the fourth quarter one? Yeah, I just take songs out, put in I don't know. Yeah, I've been trying to, I take great pride in my transition game. I take great pride in my transition game and try to expand the list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, other thing that's coming in mind, man, Takashi was obviously on Breakfast Club, so let's talk about the Breakfast Club because both Wills and I were both frequent listeners of the Breakfast Club and the Joe Button podcast. So they're having like their quote unquote little back and forth, you know, Maul and Charlemagne and those guys. So honestly, just simply put, like, who do you, who do you really believe is more popping, Joe Button podcast or the Breakfast Club? Well, I'm a Go with the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Joe Budden. <laughs> Just off of the strength of like them having um, guests or whatever, and they ask a lot of questions or whatever, and they they like ask a lot of stuff that we want to know about certain artists or like anybody in the game or acting or whatever. So um, I'm gonna go with them. Just so for the strength of that, because I mean, they don't do that on the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, sure, yeah, but but it's dope, Joe. I like Joe Budden's podcast. I don't listen to it as much as you do, and that's probably why I'm probably yeah. I listen to every week. Yeah, and I watch it. That's probably why I go with the Breakfast Club because I, I watch that and listen to it more. But um, I do li- I don't listen to the Budden podcast, but I do watch it a lot because I'm subscribed to it, so it pops up on my YouTube all the mm-hmm. time. So I watch it sometimes, and it is dope. I like it. I really miss him on Everyday Struggle, though. <laughs> Everyday Struggle. <laughs> only time I can relate to Everyday Struggle is my own life. <laughs> it's only my own life. Now it's like, yeah, my own life. My own life. Not just YouTube complex, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think it makes for a very interesting question because I think when it comes to who's more popping. It's like, what are we really judging by? But I, I will say, I right, go ahead. I, I want to go back because I, I do. It's kind of hard because there was a point where, like, the ending of last year, all the way to probably like now, or probably like a few weeks or a month ago, I was actually telling my boys like, oh, the Breakfast Club fell off, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they haven't really been having no good interviews. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I, I, my answer is, is straight up is the Joe Budden podcast. To me, the Joe Budden podcast is more popping. And it's something where it's like the Breakfast Club is always going to be the it's always going to be the favorites when it comes to numbers. Yeah. But I do believe that with the Joe Budden podcast, it's having its run right now in terms of like popular urban podcasts in which you can really see like the impact that it's having on its listeners. Yeah. Like, so even again with, like, Maul, like, 
anybody that's really listened to the show enough, Maul has influenced us to say, like, yo, like, that's crazy. Like, the way he says, like, yo, that's crazy. Or say things like when somebody says something crazy, like, talk about you need water. Like, <laughs> like things like that. And Joe and what Joe can do along with Rory and Parks. And, like, so the way their episodes are shaped and how they rub off on the listeners, it reminds me of, like, even when Brand Idiots at one point was like the urban podcast and yeah. everybody was saying stuff from them. And maybe like the read and other podcasts, maybe that like up there. And we and we would definitely get up there at one point. I really believe that. And I just think Joe Budden Podcast just has that right now. Like yes, the Breakfast Club has their moments, but at the same time it's also like, yo, it does really feel like every once in a blue moon now. You know, it's like yeah. all right, you have Takashi's definitely gonna be a clip. There you go, Deces and Morrow. You had Monique. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you guys always hit it off. Like you guys always get your numbers. You guys always have a moment. But are you really like shaping listeners? Are you really shaping the conversation? Yeah. And I don't think they're really doing that as much as the Joe Budden podcast. Like yeah. they can really shape conversations if you're somebody that listens to them. And I like how they actually like listen to music. Like I like what they do with sleepers. Like I feel like our own version of sleepers is like do our playlist. Yeah. And when I get this new equipment now, I'm tell you about as well. Like when I get this new equipment, we're gonna be able to do all of that stuff. Because <laughs> I really want that so bad. So I think Joe Budden podcast is more popular right now. I give it to you. Okay. They're, on, they're on a stretch. Like they really are like a few on right. stretch. Like they red hot from the field. You're right. They're red hot from the field. I think Breakfast Club, like they get the numbers. No, you're absolutely right because honestly, like once he left Everyday Struggle, that's when I started watching his shit more. Mm -hmm. I would watch it. I also think too, you look at the timeline as well, like you're more if you take the timeline of both listeners, you're more than likely to see listeners of his show really quote and really talk about music and anything else in their way than you see the Breakfast Club. Yeah, And that's Charlemagne the God, man. I am, you know, peace. Peace and love to Charlemagne. Definitely a, a, a wise veteran of the media game, radio, podcasting. His book, his book, excuse me, I really enjoyed last year. It was one of my favorite reads. Um, I have friends who ordered the book and may have read a little of it or haven't read it at all. Trust me, read his book. It's very, very good. I really enjoyed it last summer. But I'm just going to go straight into it. I'm not going to dance around. I'm not going to set it up like I usually do. <laughs> Charlemagne the God is falling off. And he's falling off at a very rapid pace. He is. Charlemagne, like I said, all respect, peace, love, and happiness. But when it comes to this thing we call the culture, hip-hop, your takes are becoming extremely outdated. I believe that you're you're suffering from this transition of of not only you going into other like fields, but more so your transition in personality. Because the old Charlemagne, and let me say this as well, I was I didn't become a fan of Charlemagne because he was like, oh, the old Charlemagne was just this very rogue and brutally honest and crazy personality. Like that didn't really get me in. But there's just something about you where it's like, you know, it's like you're a little more plain these days. Like you're just plain Charlemagne. I wouldn't really call you the guy no more. You're just like Charlemagne. Like you're not that guy who earned that name and people called you that. Yeah. Your questions looking kind of shaky, bruh. You're like, and, and those moments that you could usually count on with Charlemagne and a guest, that chemistry, to me just isn't hidden anymore. Yeah. Like it's just not hidden. And his takes, man, are just becoming very outdated. Like, I listen to him talk, like, even with, like, go back to Takashi, like, Takashi saw him, you know, being, like, the hottest in the city or whatever. And he was like, no, Cardi, you know, number one this and yada, yada, that. And I'm like, bro, like, can you not, like, look at it from the other view in terms of, like, somebody that's an upstart? Yeah. What he's trying to say, like, in that moment, like, to keep Cardi in position of thinking Cardi's like the same position as she was like a year or two ago in terms of being in New York City. Cardi is like basically worldwide at this point. You know what I mean? So she's not in the city conversation. 
So like things like that. If you like look back at the interview, you see what I'm talking about. It's like, bro, like your yeah. takes are being very outdated right now. You're right, and he he kind of like got soft or whatever because it's like certain things like from the Takashi interview um, when he would disagree or whatever, and Takashi would like say something, and it would make sense or whatever, but. It's just the way Charlamagne will fall back. He'll just be like, oh, okay. All right. And then he'll just sit. Like, I was watching him during the interview. He'll just sit and make faces and think of something. And then he'll say it. And I don't know. You, but you're right. I didn't realize until now you're, like, breaking it down. And I'm just thinking about that interview that I just watched. So I'm just like, yeah, he is kind of falling off or whatever. And I think it's probably when he went on that book run. Because mm-hmm. he was off the radio for a while. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of interviews um, that summer. Like, he wasn't there for And I wanted, like... I he's wanted also him becoming, there. like, increasingly mainstream now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not the same producing guy. TV shows or whatever. I think he's going into movies mm-hmm. and shit like that. So. And it's getting to the point, too, where it's like, it does feel like an act. Like, when he does go and, like, tries to get back to, like, that... While Charlemagne that says something like crazy, like 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 on the brand idiots, it doesn't feel natural to me no more. Like yeah. it feels like you're trying to dig that back up, but it's like you, you don't have it in you no more. Like you gotta readjust the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like with any athlete, like when you get older, you have to readjust your game. You know, and for Charlemagne, I'm like watching, I'm like watching these interviews, I'm like, I don't I don't see that Charlemagne that like maybe before the book was there like not the same sharp with Charlemagne the question's not really there like yeah. he was maturing in the right way but now it's like what made you stand out among the three of like him DJ Envy Angela he's like I don't see that no more yeah and then, like another thing to um, bring up the Sakashi interview again um, like Angela Yee, I don't even want to bring this up but brought up like um, Takashi's like rape allegation uh huh Honestly, like back in the day or whatever, that would have been something Charlemagne would have said and kind of like made it a joke or made it like funny or something. Not even funny because that's oh, like a joke about like, like it would have been random. It's like, yeah, it would have been random the way he did it. Oh, talking about random album drops or about those random uh, rape Yeah, yeah right? Right? something you know? like that or whatever. He didn't do that. And Angela Yee actually did that. Like she came out of left with it. Like they were talking about something and she just randomly brought that up. So it's kind of like, I, like while I was watching it, I expected Charlemagne to bring that up, but he didn't or whatever. And then he kind of like didn't even like get into that topic or whatever. He kind of like fell back and like telling he's becoming mainstream, bro. Like all of that mainstream stuff he's been doing and just that shift, it, it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel right to me, and that's why. Again, like not only do I believe like the Joe Budden podcast is more popular than the Breakfast Club, but I think a lot of it's about like. Impact-wise, the the impact to me is dwindling. Like, you guys are always going to have a moment. Like, we get that. And it's even to the point where the moments of the Breakfast Club, to me, really isn't a moment. Because you guys have such a huge platform, and you're already so established, that they can basically have a moment every freaking week. So it's like, it's nothing new that you guys hit a million every week, or you become a trending topic. Like, that's what you guys do. You know what I mean? Like, even with whole, the whole Deces and Moro situation with Envy, it's like, I kind of expect that. Like, you guys will have that. <laughs> In terms of, like, really impacting conversations and making people think this way and feel that way, I don't see no more. Yeah. I don't really even see from like that on Twitter anymore. Like, and making little mama cry. Yeah, like, none of that. Like, none of that's really happening anymore, man. So... Again, Charlamagne, we we respect you over here. You know, we we understand what you've done and what you're trying to do. But, you know, like you you, you all starting to fall off in our honest opinion. And we would like for you to get back up and try to find some of that spark. But one person that's not falling off. DJ Academics. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he's taking Charlamagne's spot. Going with the younger option there. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, what about all right, academic standing right now, bro? Because you probably pay a lot of attention, a lot more attention to academics than I do. Yeah, because I've been um, 
like watching his videos before I even knew what he looked like. Mm-hmm. For like a year, I was watching his videos. How would you describe where academics, what academics has been uh, able to do following the decline of Everyday Struggle? Because um, while he is on the show, let's face it, Everyday Struggle is basically non existent. Yeah. It's not. It's kind of like, um, I'm not going to, like, I'm still like a big fan because don't get me wrong, I still watch it every day when I have a chance. Um, but I would say, like, I'm not into it as much yeah. as I was before, like, when it was him butting in the desk stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I catch myself, I'll watch it, and I'll be into one topic, then the next topic I'll zone out, and then I'll realize I'll zoned out for, like, 30 minutes. And that's so I'm just like, I don't know, but I I like Ack or whatever. I don't, I don't know how to say because I like him, but I don't like him. It's rough out here, man. It's my heart. <laughs> but yeah, like I like him, but I don't like him because like he's like around my age. He says mm-hmm. he's twenty six. He says he's a year younger, but I feel like he's my age, like he's twenty seven mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just the way, like certain stuff he says is just so. Like, bro, like, you're, you're dumb, or like, mm-hmm. did you get out a lot? Like, or mm-hmm. was you just cooped in that? Like, I don't know, he's just a weirdo. But um, I would say that I respect him and I like what he's done, like how he came up to Complex and doing all of this or whatever. He, I think they gave him a contract. That's one reason why the show is, like, I guess, still going yeah, on. So like, yeah, Because they gave him, like, a big contract. Yeah, he, took, he took his. Yeah, but um, I would say, like, the show kind of fell off and they put Star on there. Star is like older than Joe Budden. He's good. I'm not going to give it. At first, I didn't like it, but he's good, he's good at it. Um, now they got Wayno on every episode. Wayno's, uh, you know who Wayno is, right? Name sounds familiar. He's a, a manager. Like, he okay. managed Dave East. He like, worked with Rockefeller like, okay. a long time ago. Up until now, he still works with Rock Nation. But um, yeah, he's like Dave East's manager. Bro, he's been on every episode for the past like two months. So I'm like, is he like the, another host now? Like, so they have like four. It's people four now? people up there now. It's Deska, Wayno, Star, and Academics. Okay. So I don't know. That's kind of like dumbing it down. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I hope Act just continues to do him. I mean, he's still doing the whole his YouTube thing still. YouTube, Twitching, Twitch, stuff like that. I don't know, bro. He, he, I wish he would just go back to the YouTube thing. The but, YouTube checks don't hit. Yeah, I guess. That's why he's saying what he said. He said they were hitting, but then I don't think they're hitting like the complex. Yeah, checks. I don't think they hitting. Plus, it's kind of like a, you know, even if if he went back, people would be like, "Yo, you took a step backwards yeah. and stuff." So he's yeah. like stuck. He said he doing making moves or whatever. He'd be out in LA a lot. He said he might move out there. So. We'll see. If, it depends on what he does too. But I also think too, he's like so deep into once again doing some mainstream stuff that he may very well want to stay in it. So if he does go out to LA or goes back to LA, I don't know if he like came from there to New York. You know, he's he's from Jamaica. Then he went to Rutgers, so he was like living. Oh, so he's in Jersey. Jersey. Okay, he's from Jersey. All right, so if he goes out to LA, I think it's gonna be for a big mainstream thing, but. I just wanted to update. I have nothing to say. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I know. I can tell you. You were just sitting here listening. You don't mess with him. So I, I, just, I do not mess with him. Yeah, that's, that's what he's doing. He's, he's, he's a big, um, he's a big Takashi. Like, he, I know. Takashi is, like, tight. Takashi, anybody little, like, yeah. I know, like, he rocks with those guys, man. He's coming out. Oh, I don't even know. I forgot. He's coming out with a mixtape. Yeah, I remember seeing that, like, a year ago. Like, I, I, heard, was, like, I heard, like, a real? snippet or whatever. It was mm-hmm. actually all right. It's actually all right. He has all those all those guys that he talks to, or whatever, is writing for him. He might, be out there. I don't know. I think he got Sway Lee to write for him or something. Because I seen a little Sway. clip. I seen a clip with him in the um, studio. Like he was, it was a, it was a skit for you. I mean, mm-hmm. for the gram. But he was like messing up the unforgettable lyrics or whatever. He was trying to sing like Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. And he was sounding horrible. And then Sway Lee and his bodyguard come in with his monkey mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. And Sway Lee. Like, Yeah, that was funny, funny so. But yeah, Sway Lee don't do that though. Don't 
Yeah. Don't, don't have me scared like that again. Man. And I know actors. Hurts a little bit of my record <laughs> this spring, man. For real. That's a beautiful spring 2018 fashion show Yo, record like, right I there. I love Power Glide. Power Glide is on the playlist, too. I love That's it. like first top five songs I think I got on there. Mine, too. I, I love it so much that I didn't realize that I had put it on my playlist twice. Power Glide. I was listening to my, I was listening to my playlist, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, I had my drum on, on um, Shuffle or whatever. So Power Glide came on, and two songs later, then Power Glide came on again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, like, maybe Apple Music just knows this song is hitting or whatever, and they just trying to give it <laughs> or whatever. Then I, I look at it again, and then I, I'm like, searching nah, through my playlist because I'm editing it to take songs off, and then I see Power Glide on it twice. I'm like, damn, I really love this song. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, really I put it on twice. I put it on twice, man. Another big thing that happened in music, and it caught a lot of attention, man, is Cardi B's pregnant, man. Yeah, I didn't even really know that. So. Cardi B is pregnant. Is all set, got another child on the way. And supposedly some chick that was claiming to be pregnant by Offset recently just had a child, I think, mm-hmm. yesterday. Offset sloppy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> my guy, though. But that's what you to handle that much child support. Speaking so, of child support, too, your family walk out, chill. Yeah. Huh? Trey got seven kids? Bro, I looked on Shade Room and it was like some girl I never heard of. I don't know. I don't be paying attention to loving I don't know if she's going to love him. I don't know what she does. <laughs> but it was just some girl uh, going to Shade Room and it was like, oh, just had Fetty Wap's new child. I'm like, yo, he's having a kid. Like, That's two kids. kids on the <laughs> he's having like two Some dude look like Rich the Kid walking outside. I ain't gonna find anything that is yellow. That is funny as hell, man. That is funny as hell. But yeah, freaking. I'm excited for Cardi. I think Cardi's due in July. No, Cardi's due in July, but it looks like the debut album's dropping next month. What is she gonna do about the tour? They said that she she's is still gonna, gonna do it. it. They said she's still gonna do it. Yeah, she's gonna she pull up Beyonce. She's gonna she gonna perform at Coachella. She's gonna do all of that. Cause I think what they're saying is by dropping the album in April, you could basically give her time off. She could chill. Yeah. Drop the baby. <laughs> Obviously in July. When does the tour start? I think the tour of Bruno is September, October. Oh, so she'll be good. Yeah. I'm thinking like she's gonna be, I think, I'm thinking the tour is starting now, she's gonna be pregnant on tour. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. And you know what, I was, I was reading a couple articles recently. Like one was about Drake and then the other was about Cardi B, about how saying like, I, don't, I think the writers are saying like, I don't think both really need to release albums anymore. Not necessarily because of like the quality, but more so because of like, their capturing of the, the of like our attention with their singles mm-hmm. and off rip before I even finish the article I was like I disagree wholeheartedly yeah. like albums are extremely important and I think for Cardi maybe Cardi but then again an album is important so yeah, I, 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 I want to hear an album I think any body of work is just super important like that would be like if we went into movies and started saying like alright movies and TV shows aren't important but you can upload these different type of scenes like, you know what I mean? I just feel like an album is needed, a body of work is needed. And I feel like for Cardi, you know, she released multiple projects before, so there's nothing new. And I think when you have as much momentum as she's had, you can release this album. But I think the only concern could be if the album doesn't project hmm. yeah. or relate to her popularity. Then it could be like, whoa, like what would happen here? You was, you had this huge that single, you had a couple of other big singles, you went for Migo, you did all this, that, and the third, and like nothing popped off. But I feel like it's still important. Like you gotta take that chance because the same chance could happen with singles. I would honestly Barty and Cardi didn't hit. It didn't. It didn't hit. They, so it, you already saw was, what happened. It was a force hit. Like girls. Yeah. Girls was forcing to their self to like say it was the shit because everybody had talked about her having another yeah, single. Yeah, so, so when that so dropped, all oh, you see the girl, oh, the Barty and Cardi is a mood. It's a mood. Like, no, it's not a mood. It's not. It's not. A mood. It's not. A mood. So if you go through that, you can easily go through an album, whether or not it hits or not. Yeah, I mean, um, it should be. Alright. I think she'll have a. She'll have a few. I don't think she should release any like 
like singles or anything off the album. I think she should just drop it. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think it's going to be uh, just a straight Cause, drop. Yeah, because you know um, she has songs in rotation right now. Yeah, the, the, G Easy still spinning. Um, what else? Finesse still spinning. Yeah. Does she have a Spanish record? She was on the Spanish yeah, remix. That bad bunny dude, yeah, think. salute the bad bunny. Yes, his music is hard. Yeah. And you already know my man's. We definitely, it's definitely something in the stats for Bad Bunny. Worldwide, really. <laughs> you gonna get back on it because when Drake had the record with Romeo Santos, that was a vibe. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So I, we gonna I like Bad Bunny. I mean, I don't. I didn't even like. I liked a few of his songs. I didn't even know it was him until mm-hmm. somebody put me on. Because I just know Bad Bunny from uh, chilling with Ric Flair. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> who, a, who, I, who do you believe used Ric Flair better, him or Offset? <laughs> offset, of course. I'm gonna go Offset. <laughs> Just because I didn't even know who Bad Bunny was until hey, I seen I didn't even know how much Ric Flair is getting paid, was. man, for these appearances. Yeah. Yeah, Who's putting Ric Flair in these environments where he clearly don't know them, dude, Joe? Yeah, and, and shout out to um, Offset because I think they filmed that video on his birth on Ric Flair's birthday. Mm, that's so about him doing that on his birthday, that's big. And just to uh, get on a quick wrestling tip, yo, make sure you guys are following my boy's wrestling IG page, Wills. Make sure you follow what the wrestling, yes. what, period, W, the, the period, <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. That page is pretty dope. I can't front. Your Instagram page is really why I've been able to stay. <laughs> like relevant. Yeah, like say relevant wrestling. Because you guys do be posting like a mug. Like I can see like 10 straight clips <laughs> on my timeline on Instagram. It's three of us running it. Yeah, I love it though. It's just like I love it and I support. But it's like it helps me out. I'm like, oh I, I, oh, I should check this out on the WWE Network. <laughs> that was a great hug from Triple H to Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I should. Yeah. That Oscar clip was funny. <laughs> I beat you. I beat you. You. And you too. I beat all of you. Oh yeah, another thing. Ding, 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 ding. WrestleMania 35 is back in New York, New Jersey. Is there a round of applause? I can't wait to be back. I was at WrestleMania, what was it? Yeah, I was at WrestleMania 29 at MetLife. So I saw The Rock versus John Cena. I saw Undertaker versus CM Punk. I saw Lesnar versus Triple H. That dream was wavy. I gotta salute my boys Ryan and Scott, because it was my idea. I was like, yo, why not go to WrestleMania? It was like, where? I was like, yo, go to Stuff Up and see tickets. My boy Ryan came through and bought all three of us like $67 tickets up a level in like the first row. And he was like, yo, I'll buy these tickets right now if you guys pay me back like within a couple weeks. We all did that and went to WrestleMania. Wow. I can't wait to be back. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be lit. Yeah, I, I forgot which store it is that's in the gal that's selling like half off on wrestling t shirts. For um, that's probably Hot Topic. Hot Topic, yeah, they had the NWO, the Bloody Edition. What? They had like mad wrestling shirts. It's one of the stores by ATT. Yeah, in the gal. Hot Topic. Sorry for constantly blinking, guys. I'm thinking something's in my eye. Long eyelashes. It is Hot Topic, because that's where I go to get. Um, I get all my wrestling shirts and stuff from there, Bullet Club and all that. You know, like also too, WWE Shop Beat got like mad t-shirts, they be selling for $5 so you could make a run on them. Oh. Like for real, like that'll be wavy. Sorry. That'll be wavy. We'll just have to take a quick call, but look, I'm excited as can be about getting these WrestleMania tickets. My pocket. You gotta understand, man, that in order to get these tickets, <laughs> in order to get these tickets, I'm copping them right off the bat, super early. Oh, I need to WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going for. I'm going for WrestleMania. I'm going for my free SummerSlam. I might do something for my birthday. I might see Backlash. Backlash at the Prudential Center. What? Where is that? What? Yeah. What? Oh, that's dope. It's a name. Super easy to get to. Yeah. Super easy to get to. But I'm so high on WrestleMania being there, man. Oh yeah, I was I was gassed too because I was like, yo, I'm I was mad about the the WrestleMania you went to in yeah. New York because that's when I like wasn't really into it. Like I I was always into but it, but I, I just wasn't like, like a fan. Yeah, I wasn't a fan anymore. Like I just knew wrestling from when I used to watch it. And when I found out WrestleMania was in New York, I think I found out like the day of or whatever. And um. I think I just I only turned in to watch the like I think John Cena fought the Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. 
And that was it. And then I was so mad. I'm like, yo, when is there going to be another WrestleMania in New York? <laughs> and then especially since I'm like a super fan of getting out and I watch constantly, it's like, yo, I need the WrestleMania in New York. I need it. Bro, next year it's going to be it. Yo, it's going to be crazy, son. Yeah, I'm just, I was gassed off the logo. Like, I loved it. I don't know. What you been feeling about the current product as of lately? Um, it's okay. Um, I feel like... I, it, well, it's getting better now because it's the road to WrestleMania. But like before WrestleMania, I think yeah, it was like, it was, like a, it was kind of like a blur. It was mm-hmm. kind of dull, and I wasn't even watching for like a month. Like honestly, the update our page was uh-huh. updating me because my boy, yeah. my other boy, he's he why he doesn't care. He'll he if it, even if it's dry, he'll keep watching. Yeah. So I was just letting him Committed. update. Yeah, he was updating the page, so that's how I was finding out about a lot of things. Like sometimes when you see me comment, mm-hmm. like it, like that's an update for me. Yeah. Like I really don't know, whatever, unless it's like a funny, something funny or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it, the current state is, is good. I like where they're going with it. Um, I really like, I'm really liking Rhonda. What's she been doing? I think um, she needs a little bit more work. Of course she does, but, especially on the mic. But you yeah, know, I can see that. in the ring. Cause I think last Monday when she did like something like like that power slam, yeah, yeah, it was cool. But it's just like the pause. I don't know the pause or something. Yeah. It kind of got me like I'm like yo, really? Like it was just like yeah. was that a botch or whatever. But I just felt like maybe I don't want her to. I like what she's doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. disagreeing with you. I like it. I, like I love how she's coming in. The whole rowdy Ronda, mm-hmm. whatever. That's dope or whatever. But um, I just don't want her to mess up at WrestleMania. Or whatever, and I think they should at least put her in a match before WrestleMania to mm, like see no or whatever. Even if it's like a, a dark match where we don't see it, mm-hmm. it's not on TV or whatever. But like, put her in a match. But I know they don't want to do that because they don't want the media. They, they want the fir- her first. Yeah, the anticipation, the build up. Yeah, but I hope like they're having matches with her like mm-hmm. behind us and not just yeah. training her to do moves. Mm-hmm. Because I want her to have like a good. That's what you gotta. Yeah, that's what you gotta hope for. You know, uh, I think because I think she's been doing stuff at NXT. Yeah, so you just gotta hope that she's been doing that. Yeah, so hope is good because she's and then it's against Stephanie McMahon, who's not technically a wrestler, so I don't want it to look stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I like that. Um, I'm interested in seeing how again, like, all right, like, are we really getting Taker? I want American Badass Taker so bad. I've been yarning for it for two, three years. I didn't even know, like, honestly, they should because the whole Dead Man thing is like trash. I didn't even know that was a rumor until yesterday. Nah, bro. Like, I've, I've like, like in recent years, like I've always had like that thought. Everyone's so I'm like, yo, like. American Badass Taker one more time would be sick. Yeah, and it's funny, like a, a page, one of the wrestling pages that I follow posted that yesterday. Is like, it would be dope if Taker came back as American Badass to face Cena or whatever. And I think he should, because I also think, too, like, it would just be easier to do. Yeah. Like, the whole Dead Man thing is like, you, you've put so much into it, and you've also had it negatively affected with, with the losses, with Taker yeah. having that moment last year at Mania, him taking off his gear and putting in the middle of the ring. Yeah, so, so you it's like come back as yeah, the American badass. American badass. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it'll be dope. You have like the gong go off, and then you go back to keep rolling, rolling. Like just have him come back to that one more time. It won't take like thirty minutes for your entrance. Yeah, so. like to me, that would be wavy. Something like the last WrestleMania Taker might have had as that was probably. That's the American Badass. I'm thinking WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania 19, 2003 in Seattle. Because yeah. after that, he was the dead man. Yeah, you're right. And that's like around the time I stopped watching for a while. Yeah, this is like 03, 04. Yeah, like, you're right. Was, because I didn't even, I never, I didn't see him come back as a dead man. I stopped watching when he was American Badass. Yeah, because before that, he was American Badass. So like, I think WrestleMania 2000. And I always wonder where I'm like, why didn't you guys just call it WrestleMania 16? But I think because like Y2K okay, and stuff. Yeah. So WrestleMania 2000, American Badass. 2001, American Badass. WrestleMania 17, where he beat Triple H in a street fight. WrestleMania 32, I think that was the uh, year he beat Ric Flair. Or was yeah. it Scott Hall? No, he beat Ric Flair. Ric Stone Cold beat Scott Hall. Yeah. WrestleMania 18, then 19. Then after that, he was literally the dead man ever since. 
So I would love to get American Badass. Give him the shaved head. Let him roll through. Like bandana, glasses out. Some people don't like him as a de- um, badass, but I like it. I don't know why. I get the whole mystique yeah. over the, the the dead man, but it's like that's that's gone. Like yeah. we gave it his first big hit when Brock beat him. Then he let Roman beat him. And it kind of made it like yeah. Like, it it kind of like like I'm not trying to see that off then, of two losses. Like yeah, you know and what I mean? Then, like Cena's gonna beat him, and then why he's gonna leave his hat and shit and everything. Yeah, like, let him be the American badass. Matter of fact, after let's make it a steel cage match. <laughs> like all the way to the end. Have take a ride off on the motorcycle. Yeah, like yeah, and that's it. Like that's all we need because that'll be lit. Because when WrestleMania is here next year, then you could induct Taker in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Yep. And then we could go to the Hall of Fame on like Saturday. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm a, if I really get these coaching jobs and I manage my money right, I'm a blow. <laughs> for that WrestleMania week, I'm going to meet and greets. Nah, for, I am. I'm, I'm definitely because I'm meet and greets. I'm doing all that. Bro. Need to meet Sasha and AJ. I'm doing all that. Oh yeah, yeah. What 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 might happen? How about you feel if you know uh, if Bailey laid them hands on Sasha? What if what if Haley uh, what if Bailey gives Sasha the, the, that smoke? She she's not gonna give for that smoke. She's not. Sasha's the best. Um, <laughs> what happened? What did she, she do? Uh, honestly, I would feel like they they hover all the way to. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have that match or whatever, I know Bailey's probably gonna win, but I know. First to do win the steel cage. First to jump off the ladder. First Iron Woman. And then like, she loses like in three weeks. Yeah, yeah that was kind of played out. Like first Hell in the Cell. First everything. Like, and then it's lost, lost, lost. That is kind of trash. So, but we can't, we can't wait. And I definitely need to get on the the backlash and SummerSlam show because I think the tickets are pretty reasonable for that as well. But just to take it back to rap, Jeezy, the ultimate thug motivated man, OG, he's saying. That he's retiring this year. He's saying that Doug Motivation 104 will be his final album, will be his final class, and that it's time for graduation. Hmm. Do you believe that? I don't believe it. I don't believe any rapper that says they're going to retire. I just have to see it to believe it. Because every time a rapper announces they're going to retire, they don't retire. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Um, Jay-Z... Lil Wayne, big example. A lot of people. Uh, I don't know. Supposedly Lloyd Banks recently, but he, I guess people had yeah. his words mixed up. Yeah, he dispelled that quick. Yeah. You guys are going to I don't believe it, and I don't want it to happen because everybody loves a good Jeezy album. I mean, if he does, he does. We can always go back and listen to the, the greatness or whatever, but um, I really don't want him to retire. Um, and if he does retire or if it's his last album, I hope he still like make guest appearances yeah. or whatever, like features. Because if he just like totally quits, that's whack. I'm kind of waiting to see a rapper actually follow through with that. Yeah, and then I don't know, what's he doing it? Because like, is it a marketing scheme? I mean, because did his last album so good? I don't think his last album really sold it, but I don't think his last few albums really sold at all. Like, Especially in this day and age. You might look at the stream. His last dream came out during the, the streaming era. Yeah, so I mean, it probably streamed well enough, but you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's necessarily doing like great numbers with that. It's probably notable, but I don't know. Like, I would like to see a rapper actually retire. Like, I know we had this conversation. We definitely had this conversation towards the, uh, towards the end of what was it? Of our last episode of 2017 when Johnny Sage and Q and Vic were here. Where I was saying, like, I think besides the whole transition Drake was making, I really do believe that when Drake decides to retire, I think he, I think he will really retire. Drake, you know, I was going to mention his name when I said their names, but mm-hmm. I, I, I thought, him, I thought to myself, like, I don't know, Drake might be the guy to, to really real. say when he quits, he's really going to quit. Yeah, I really can see it. Just because, again, uh, I it's just, I think, I think that a lot of it is just because. Just interest, like interest outside of music, and I, and I also think for him it's always a matter of too of like not necessarily him, but like it will be like a big group retirement from OVO, like him, Forty, those guys be like, man, we we done everything, like let's just give this up, man, let's 
let's open up more restaurants and create some more wine and whiskeys. <laughs> and I'll be like, yep, I'm out of the game too, guys. Bye. <laughs> so listening to classical music, like, yeah, I love my drink. <laughs> but bro, that was crazy, man. And oh yeah, the final topic before we get out of here. Logic and Jonah Lucas or Logic versus really any rapper. On a scale of one through ten, how confident are you that Logic will outbar somebody? You might be surprised by my answer. I'll let you go first. Um Fidget Life. <laughs> I wanna say um probably, you said scale of one to ten. Yeah. Ooh. I'll probably give it like a Seven, mm. six, seven. Because I expected from you. Yeah, honestly, because I'm not like a Logic fan or anybody that follows his music, but um, the album mixtape he just dropped. Yeah, I listened to that, and that joint was heat. Heat. <laughs> it was fire. Like it was. First Bobby time, Tarantino too. Yeah, like yo, I'm like boom trap protocol. Like yo, this dude is nice. You you know you nice when you got me listening to songs and then I start going to Twitter and I start tweeting the start tweeting the bars. Yeah. So um yeah he had me do that with like four songs. Mm-hmm. He's nice. So um I can see him giving somebody some bars or whatever and um like these these mulatto rappers. <laughs> They got serious, and they don't play. Like, I feel up like, and I feel like they had that that big chip on their shoulder because they're mulatto or whatever. And they feel like, oh, you testing me or whatever because I'm like half white or whatever, and like you don't think I can rap like that because I'm not fully black. Like, nigga, watch this. So, yeah. so I feel like it's like that because I like with him. I don't know. With him and Jordan Lucas really got going on because I don't really follow both. Jordan sent some shots this way, and I think Logic when his last project sent some like subliminal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I went back and listened to that. Yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah, but like that, um, oh, Drake, how he just body Meek Mill, free Meek Mill. But, <laughs> yeah, facts, um, super facts. But yeah, that um, to speak about like um, unsigned artists. Um, my guy Merlot or whatever um, he did it a few years back where he was beefing with some some cat or whatever out here <laughs> he's beefing with some cat or whatever um, nobody expected him or whatever he's mulatto or whatever nobody expected him to do what he did when he came out with like his response track or whatever yeah. it's just like I just feel like these mulatto guys they got a chip on their shoulder and don't sleep on them so don't sleep that's why I give him a second Honestly, I'll give Logic a nine and a half. For real, he will bar you. <laughs> Slow pace, fast pace. He will really bar you, yo. And and you know what it is too? I also think he has that Drake ability of I think he too can turn a diss into a hit record. Like he really good. Like and he's popular enough to where if it sounds somewhat good. Oh, he'll get you out of here. So I'll tell Jonah Lucas right now, like, Jonah Lucas, like, you you could definitely spit. You could definitely bar, you know, as Joe Butler said, you could definitely, you know, get on the dance floor. But I don't think you want it with logic. Because lyricists like him that are, like, straight-up lyricists, yeah, in today's day and age, you guys can never win a battle because it's never going to be strictly about the bars and the quality of the bars. The life of the song itself is different. Like, even if, let's say, we go back to Drake and Meek, right? Let's say if you would have took Meek's best disc record, War Pain, and still putting us back to back, War Pain still wouldn't touch back to back because back to back turned out to be a hit and a Grammy nominated record. War Pain would have been cool to talk about in terms of the lyrical execution, but because one song was a hit and was bigger and had a longer lifespan, it's going to get it out of here. And that's what Logic did do to Joyner. I think Joyner will probably outbar Logic because he can spit his ass off. Like, his Look Alive remix is hard. I didn't listen. But, um, but Logic would just turn his into a hit. He might even mess around and have a sing-along to it, <laughs> to his song. But, uh, yeah, that's just that, man. Episode 36 of Foresight. Make sure you guys give us an honest review on iTunes, man. We're getting the views whenever we need the reviews. Check out my latest playlist, 115. Definitely check out the couple, our last couple of episodes featuring Nico Brim and Funny Julius Wells. Anything else that we need to share with the people? You recording this? Yeah. Because uh, I need this part. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my boy Johnny Christ, he just dropped his video. Johnny, Johnny, um, check that out. My boy Tay, he's about to drop a video. I don't know when. He might just drop it out the air. It's called Circle Way. Um, look out for that. Um, and now to get into like my mainstream people. Shout out Asian Doll. Everybody needs to listen to Asian Doll. I like her a lot. Um, S-O-B-R-B-E. They from Cali, Young Boys or whatever. They mess with Kendrick. Um, check those guys out too. Um, yeah, that's about it. We out. Co-creator space, man. You already know what it is. You're not looking for somebody that's all up in the video <laughs> trying to do something. Give a Will's a small yeah. servant. <laughs> Hanson. And you already know the sign off, man. Salute to those boys, Bobby. You, know, you already know the legendary sign off people getting used to. That's Forsyth. Talk to you guys next time.